Hi, and welcome to the next episode of Stress Bucket Solutions. I hope you've been enjoying this season so far, and I hope you've been getting lots from it and doing some of the work around it as well. Uh, like we talked about last week, it's about doing the work. But it's not a load of work. And if you've had solution-focused sessions with me, I think a lot of people say, I'm really surprised how little work I've had to do. I mean, there's no homework. I don't give you homework. Some people do write down during the week what's been good about their week, but a lot of people don't. And the only actual homework I give you is to fall asleep to my relaxation recording. That's pretty easy, hopefully. You just put it on in the background. So um, yeah, there's not a lot of work to do, but these are questions we have to ask ourselves. This is our self-reflection. In fact, I think a lot of people have to do more work, you know, to make that decision and take the leap of faith. And I totally appreciate that. I do that in anything that I'm going to do. It's a leap of faith, isn't it, that you're going to do? Uh, So this week's podcast, Loneliness and Relationships. This has, this uh, episode today has been triggered by an email I got from someone talking about relationships. And I get actually, I've had a few like this in the past and it has been a a theme that I've spoke to with clients about uh, on and off as well. And I'll talk about some of the stories that um, have come through from that, some, some of my clients as well. But this is about loneliness and that wanting a human romantic connection. Essential for us, isn't it? It's it's something that we want to do. Now, for most of us, a lot of people are very clear. They say, no, I don't want that. You know what? That's great self-awareness. So I'm not saying that you should do something a certain way or you shouldn't. However, you would like a relationship. Just having connection with other people, not even necessarily a romantic connection. Connecting with others is really important. And it's one of my three Ps, isn't it? Positive interaction. We need to feel connected with other people. We're a community. We've kind of lost that sense of community a little bit as well. We used to live in a tribe and we used to have people to help us. Now, I read somewhere this week that to bring up a child takes five people. So five people would bring up one child. Now, if you're a single mum of two kids, I don't know how you're doing this. Because I honestly do believe that's true. And I see this a lot when I go to India to visit uh, my sort of back my heritage, I will say. Uh, I wasn't born in India. I was born here in the UK, in Birmingham, actually. I was born, so I'm a Brummie, really. And, but when, and in our, in, sort of Indian culture. And in when I go back to India, I see a lot, the extended family live together and everyone helps bring up children. So, you know, there's aunties and uncles, there's grannies, granddads, uh, there's sometimes a housekeeper. I sound like a real pampered princess when I go to India, but well, well, yeah, let's admit it, I am a little bit pampered when I go there. But you know, th- there's people to help. And it just makes such a difference. It makes a difference with the child because they get, you know, all this I don't want to say attention in a sport way, but they, they get a lot of education from different people. You know, grand, granddad's got something to share, whereas auntie's got something else to share. You know, they'll teach them something else. And then cousins, or older cousins will share something else. So it really does take, I believe it does take a lot of people to bring up a child. So we need human connection. And it, when we used to live in a tribe, this is this is what we used to do. We used to look after each other's children. And we've tried to cr- create community as much as possible here, but we are getting more fractured as a society these days, I feel. This was the problem during lockdown and COVID. This is our digital now world that we live in as well. And, uh, you know, we're losing human connection. And at the top of that is that human romantic connection as well. So, it's something that 
comes up often and like I said I had some people sending in some messages regarding this and saying and I and I replied to them I was thinking you know what this is worth a podcast episode so some people think that a relationship is the only thing missing in their lives and and that you know kind of yeah makes sense um but it's something that you know it like where does that come from that feeling of wanting you know, we want to be with someone. So being single, and when you know you're ready for another relationship, that's great. That's a good place to be, really good self-awareness. So these days, meeting someone is though is hard. So you do need to work on yourself first. I will say that. Now, a lot of people think that if we go into a romantic relationship, you know, I want someone to help me and fulfill that part of me that's missing. There's not a part of you that's missing. There's something else. Now, like when... I first got married, my dad used to ring and say, and used to say to me, oh, how's the other half? Is he all right? And I used to say, uh, dad, I'm a whole person on my own. He's not another half of me. I was a whole person before and I'm a whole person now. He used to laugh at me. He's like, all right, she's on a high horse again. But I do strongly believe that you've got to be 100% before you can take yourself into a relationship. So if you are in a relationship saying our relationship is 50-50, you know what? It should be 100 and 100 Now, that might be quite a controversial thing to say, but honestly, it's what makes for a more successful relationship. Do not expect someone to fill in those missing parts of you. Yes, there's something you desire, but there's nothing missing in you. You're not broken. You're not lacking. It might feel like that, but you're not. Work on yourself first so that you feel secure in who you are. And what you're going to do now, I do appreciate that is exactly, unfortunately, how we feel. We feel lacking when we date someone and they reject us for something. But often it's it's a mirror of what they are lacking in themselves. Or are you flagging up something that they're lacking and they're like, oh, this is just bringing up things for me. So when I see clients come to me, the way the story goes sometimes it is it really surprises me. So often I'll have clients come to me who are single and they'll say, look, Jen, yep, I've got a lot to work on about generalized anxiety. And, you know, it would be lovely to meet someone at some point as well. That's what I would like through this process. And I always say, look, I'm not going to magic you up a partner here. But, yeah, we can definitely work on your anxiety. But that, that's a difficult place to be. But what I tend to find is that through the course of our sessions, once the stress bucket empties, a lot of self-awareness comes back. We fill in all those places that you feel you are lacking, that you thought a partner was going to fill. But once you've filled it yourself, by the time I get to the end of sessions, people say, Jen, I don't even want to meet anyone. And guess what? That's when they meet someone. <laughs> because <laughs> it's true, isn't it? We give off good vibes when we're not looking for someone. We give off really good vibes and that that's how it tends to happen. On the other hand, I'll see people who are married or in a relationship and they will say, Jin, my relationship is oh, it's awful right now. I need to get out. I need to get out of this and I'm going to work on myself first and then I'll decide what to do. Guess what? After a few weeks, they'll come back and they'll say, Jin, we're in the honeymoon period again. I I think I really enjoy my relationship. Sometimes I'll get people who come to me and they're in a lovely relationship, but they've got a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress going on generally in their lives. And I'm thinking, oh, they sound like they've got lovely relationships. And, you know, towards the end of sessions, like, Jen, I think I need to separate from my partner. It's a decision they've come to on their own. It was the thing that was deep down giving them anxiety. 
So do not underestimate the power of working on yourself. I know you've heard those kind of phrases before. You know, they're, they're very twee, all these phrases. Oh, work on yourself and build yourself up. And, but it, it really is true. Once you've got good self-awareness, you will be able to do what you will be able to get what you want out of a relationship and it won't be something that's lacking in you you'll enjoy the relationship for what it is that interaction that we need that, those bonds that we need with someone the love the care it grows so bring a hundred percent into your relationship now this is very evident on okay i'm going to admit something now and do not judge me for this but my very guilty pleasure on reality TV. I don't watch much reality TV, but my very guilty pleasure is married at first sight. Okay. Take a deep breath. If you switched off now, cause you're totally judging me, I absolutely do not blame you, but married at first sight. Oh, I love it. First of all, I love it because it's an arranged marriage. <laughs> so they have these experts on that match people up and they're not allowed to see anyone. So this, this is arranged marriage, you know, like a hundred years ago in India. Like it doesn't happen like this anymore at all. It's still arranged. I'll come to that in a minute. But arranged marriage where you are, sort of, this is the person you're going to marry, crack on. It's actually a forced marriage. <laughs> so there's a difference between a forced marriage and an arranged marriage. But what I will tell you is they have these three experts on who try to set people up and they're not very successful. And obviously I get it's for TV, but I could get you one of my Indian aunties on there that would do a far great, better job. Absolutely, they'd be spot on. Because what they're looking at is how are these people going to come together? And what we tend to, what I see on this program is, and I know it's a social experiment and there's lots of, there's lots of other ones, isn't there? There's Love Island and all these as well. So I'm sure it's probably very similar. You can apply this formula, but in all seriousness, this social experiment is fascinating. So every person that's on there, like when they interview them, like you need therapy yourself first. It honestly shocks me that people want to go into a relationship thinking that that relationship is going to fix them. That's what they need to get fixed. But it's not. They need to work on themselves first. There's so much lacking in their own self-esteem, their own self-confidence. They've got no self-awareness and they think someone's going to come along. And when that person doesn't meet their very high standards to fix them, because that's what it is. You're asking someone to, they're asking for someone to come along and fix them and be this way and be a certain way. And that, then all of a sudden they're disappointed. I'm like, well, surprise, surprise. So as a social experiment, I love it in all, in seriousness. But also, like I said, it is, it is my guilty pleasure. Sometimes we need to watch some of this trash TV, but I love it because, you know, in my culture, my background, that's called an arranged marriage. But, you know, in Western culture, it's now a reality show. So I just find that hilarious. Now, like I said, forced marriage and arranged marriage are two different things. I, I'm going to talk about that a little bit, but I don't want to start talking about cultural differences too much. Uh, a forced marriage is when you are told you are going to marry this person and that is it. That does not happen in my culture at all. Well, not in Sikh Punjabi culture as much as I know. Um, I don't know anyone in my culture who's had that, had forced marriage. An arranged marriage is when you have a matchmaker. When you have someone, and it tends to be an Indian auntie. Aunties are really good. And I don't know why I'm saying auntie, because I'm an auntie now. So I'm starting to matchmake people. I should start matchmaking people. And actually, in my culture, the matchmaker always gets a gift. So, um, yeah, something to think about. I could maybe 
be my new career path. Um, anyway, an arranged marriage is when you have a matchmaker where someone says, look, I think these two people have got very similar backgrounds, upbringing, uh, levels of education, kind of um, standards of living, the way they're doing things. They've got similar values because they've got the similar va family values because they know the families. So they've got to know both sides. Uh, and they've said, oh, I think that's a really good match. If, and they get, so what they do is they get people to meet up and um, they can go for a few lunches and dinners. And, and so they, they meet up, they go on a few dates and they see if, it, you know, there's something going to be long term in it. And they make a decision fairly quickly, I would say. But that's because you're on the same page and you're saying, look, I'm ready for marriage. No, if someone said, no, I'm not ready to get married, they just wouldn't be match made. You would tell that auntie, no, we're not looking for our daughter to be married just yet. She's not ready or he, our son's not ready. Um, and they would sort of back off, hopefully. Sometimes they don't. Some aunties are really persistent. And I know when I was, you know, like 22, 23, enough aunties were sort of asking my dad, oh, well, you know, you're getting daughter married. I've got I've got a, a nephew by marriage from someone else, you know. So when I say aunties, I mean, not blood relatives sometimes. So everyone older in our, our culture is called an auntie or an uncle. So um, it's someone, you know, just like a family friend. And they'll say, oh, I've got a nephew. I think they'd be a really good match. Should we send them out on a date? Uh, and that's how it's done. So it's about getting, and it's, it's about being ready and having enough confidence in yourself and say, yes, I am ready for that. So that's the first thing. And it's about not being lonely, isn't it? Loneliness being one of the biggest killers. It's a real serious problem with uh, mental health at the moment. So, like I said, some people think that a relationship is the only thing missing in their life. But once the stress bucket empties, you have a better perspective. You begin to disregard that need as being an absolute essential. You give off good vibes. That's when you attract people. So it boils down to this, being happy and confident in your own space. And then once you're there, you'll naturally attract your tribe. Uh, people around you, people who are the same as you, because you're being authentic, you're being confident, you've got your own unique qualities, your own unique capabilities. Now, as for the whole online dating apps thing, oh, well, that's a whole new kettle of fish for me, I'm afraid. And, and actually, I, from my observations, so I've never been on it, I've never had to, which just shows you how old I am. Um, but it's something that that whole swiping left right you're making a judgment on someone just on appearance and there's people on there being really disingenuous that's the stories i'm hearing it's really worrying but i think a lot of people on there may be looking for a partner but they probably need to have some therapy and work on themselves first so it's about starting with you what is your relationship with yourself like Ask yourself that, what is your relationship with yourself like? And reflect and work on something called, that I, I call the reverse bucket list. Now, the reverse bucket list is things you have achieved. It's about your what's been good. What things have you achieved in your life? What things have you done? Give yourself some confidence. Give yourself some pride and self-esteem. And this is where you don't need people. You don't. I mean that in a nice way. You don't need someone to come and fulfill you and fill that missing part of you. We need people around us, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, we need people. But it's through people that we meet other people. And going back to the way, you know, in uh, Punjabi Indian culture works, it's, it's through that community that you find people 
no one would go on an app. The Indian aunties are the app. You know, they're the network. They're the network and the matchmaking service. So it's through people and it's through knowing people. You'll never know someone on an app in the way that you will know them in person. Of course you wouldn't. And so making a judgment on just how they look, it's too superficial. And that's what they do in Married at First Sight. It's so strange when they say, look, I need something different. It's not been working for me. So they walk down the aisle and when they see that person, they're like, oh, well, they're not my type. And I was, I'm screaming at the TV saying, well, how's your type worked out for you so far? Your type. So if your type is, I don't know, blonde, brunette, tall, short, whatever. Yes, they're not that. But that's just the physical attributes. Everything else is more your type. And I will say that the last series, if you've watched it, of Married at First Sight, the UK one, they did match people up quite well. They match people who had similar values and beliefs. It's probably one of the better ones the last season. Before they've sort of matched people up who are the total opposites just to get some TV ratings, I'm pretty sure. But it's about working on yourself and finding those things that you like to do so that you're not having to be filled by another person. You are 100% a person on your own. You don't have another half You are a whole person on your own and there is someone out there for you where you would, I would hope that you can expect that they will also give 100% and do not sell yourself short. If you are giving 100% and they're not, that walk walk away. You are worth so much more than that. So ask yourself that. Ask yourself, am I 100% a whole person here? Am I fulfilled? Yes, a romantic relationship will be a bonus, but it's not something that is going to absolutely slot into this big hole that I've got. Can you reflect on your reverse bucket list? What has been your experience in life? Build up your pride, build up some self-love before you are ready to love someone else. But you will meet someone if you want to meet someone because you will be then feeling confident, to go out into places, meet people as well. You may be maybe taking up hobbies and things. That's where you're going to find someone like-minded. If you you know you you love to do pottery and someone else likes to do pottery, then you know at least you've got some common ground already. But those apps and things, I just really don't know how helpful they are uh, as well. So you've got to be very resilient and strong to do something like internet dating. Um, as the, the person who's, who sent the uh, message in said, it's not for the faint-hearted, uh, and I totally c- can appreciate that. Um, decent people are out there, but I think they're just not on apps. It's about trying to use your network, you know, try and get, oh God, do you need an Indian auntie to help you? <laughs> if I could get an Indian auntie to help you, I would, um, because they've got a very good success rate. I will say that as well. But you've got to have confidence and faith in who you are and what you do. Otherwise, it becomes a polar bear as well. So wanting something, wanting that magical feeling, you know what, it's going to catch you by surprise. If you work on your self-confidence, feel like that you are 100% yourself, being authentic, then I think you'll be surprised at the changes it can make. And then what you'll be is more open-minded and you'll feel more confident to sort of go on a blind date if your friend sets you up with someone. Um, but you you do have to be resilient. I do appreciate that. But you can build emotional resilience. We're not born with resilience. It's a skill you need to learn. So I hope today has given you a little bit of food for thought. 
you've got an insight into my life anyway that please don't judge me I love a bit of married at first sight <laughs> it is good but you see I'm you know I've got my I've got my cultural head on at the same time and my therapist head but I like it as a social experiment until next time take care work on yourself there is someone there out for you as well but as I said in my last episode look marriage is hard as well being in a relationship is hard and being single is hard you just got to choose which hard you want don't think the grass is greener on this side because it definitely isn't take care and bye for now